0: We have been talking about what it means to live through the enough already places in our lives during the Lenten season. And today we will look at what it means to have moved through those enough already places and to be able to say with assurance that we have more than enough. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to ask you to stand for the Gospel reading. We are going to the Gospel of Luke. That's in the New Testament towards the back of your Bibles. It's printed in your worship guide, and it will be on the screen for those who are streaming with us today. Stand as you are able in body or spirit as we hear these words from Luke chapter 24. Verses 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember? Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then he remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the word of God for the people of God today. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, here we are to worship. Here we are to bow down. Here we are to say that you are indeed our worthy and our holy God. So fall fresh on us, O God. We've come expecting a word from you. We've come expecting your Holy Ghost to speak and have its way, to make a way out of no way, and to show us your way forward, O God. So speak, Lord. For your servants are listening. And please hide this, your servant, behind that old rugged cross. So that everything that is said and everything that is heard comes straight from you, O God. This is your servant's prayer. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. more than enough more than enough more than enough how many of us walk around every day and when we wake up in the morning get up and exclaim oh thank you lord for the more than enough (laughs) not many i'm sure But maybe when we wake up in the morning, we say, oh, my hips, my back, that left toe. Is my hair going to cooperate today? The traffic, am I going to get home in one piece in Atlanta? Am I going to have enough gas to get to work today? Am I going to keep my job this week? Because you know they're laying off people. Am I going to have what I need to just barely get by? I wonder sometimes why the people of God settle for just getting by. I mean, we're Easter people, we're resurrection people, we are people who have been gifted life and life in abundance. We're not scarcity-minded people, we're not people who are to live in fear, we're not people who are to gather, gather, gather just in case, but we are people who are to understand That we have more than enough. (sighs) On that first Easter Sunday, we encounter they. That's how the text begins. It says, on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb. Well, who in the world is they? So if we back up a little, if we go to chapter 23 to the 54th verse, we read these words. It says, it was the day of preparation and the Sabbath was beginning the women who had come with him from Galilee followed. And they saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath day, they rested according to the commandment. Okay, that doesn't help us a whole lot. It just tells us that they are some women who had been traveling with Jesus from Galilee. But, But if we go back to the Gospel of Luke, the eighth chapter, beginning in the first verse, We learn that Jesus has just healed and forgiven the woman with the alabaster jar of ointment. He has sent her off in peace. And then it says, soon afterwards, he went on through the cities and villages, proclaiming and bringing the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, as well as some women who had been cured of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out, and Joanna, the wife of Herod's steward, Chusa, and Susanna, and many others— who provided for Jesus out of their resources they they have experienced the power of Jesus They have experienced that Mary's baby that we celebrated during Advent and Christmas has grown up and grown into the promises on his life. They have experienced the healing power of Jesus. They have seen Jesus set the captives free and make the blind to see. They have followed along as Jesus has walked with the disciples and taught the disciples and helped them all to understand what was to come next. They made sure the disciples ate, that they had what they needed.
1: They were
0: indeed disciples too. So by the time we get to Luke chapter 24 and we learn that they came to the tomb, it has a little bit of a different feeling. Feeling. All of a sudden, the nameless crowds of Palm Sunday and Good Friday, the loud hosannas and the crucify hymns have faded away. And all that's left are they. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been they? and you wonder, where are all the groupies? Where are all the people that were eating up all my food? Where are all the people that that were taking all my money? Where are all the people that said they would be with me no matter what? Where are all? people who were in the fan club? Where are all the people that were waving the palms? Where are all the people that were screaming, Savior, save me? Where are all the people who needed Jesus? Where are all the people who wanted Jesus? Where are all the people? Why is it just they left? I wonder if the journey got a little bit too hard for the crowd. Don't you wonder if being together was just too much? Don't you wonder if curing those evil spirits and raising the dead and teaching things that other folks didn't want us to know? What if the admonition that life would come out of death was just too overwhelming and it seemed so far-fetched that when it wasn't popular anymore, they all fell away? In this life, the crowds will get lost. In this life, the people who said they would have your back will disappear. In this life, the people who you thought would walk with you through the darkest days and the darkest hours, they will suddenly be busy. And that will put you in good company with Jesus. But you also have to remember that there will always be they. That somebody will show up. When you least expected, a gift from God will show up next to you and slip you $20 when you knew you didn't have lunch money. I must be just talking to myself today. I I must be the only one who has felt all alone in life. And then all of a sudden, somebody that I didn't expect to show up just showed up. And all of a sudden, they who were invisible had become visible. All of a sudden, they who I had ignored became the bearers of the good news. I guess I'm the only one today who has written off somebody who became the ambassador of healing in life. I guess I'm the only one today who has believed even though I have not seen. I guess I'm the only one today who needs some days in life because life is hard and it gets dark. And even on Easter Sunday morning, it's hard to remember. Hmm. Tell the crowd this morning that these last few days in the Holy Week journey had it all. Devotion, deification, discussion, discipleship, disloyalty, deception, drama, denial, distress, Deprivation, destitution, death, defeat, disappointment, devastation, darkness, so much darkness, but it also had they. They came to prepare the body after the Sabbath, and they found that the stone was rolled away. But when they went in, they did not find the body. And they were perplexed. And suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. And they were terrified. But the men in dazzling clothing said, why do you look for the living among the dead? If we're going to be people who live in a more than enough world, then we have to be people who expect God to show up. We have to be people who expect that God is before us. That when stuff happens, when death happens, when cancer happens, when family drama happens, when rent increases happen, when illness happens, when cancer comes out of nowhere, when all the things of life happen, we have to expect that God is already ahead of us, that God is already working on our our behalf, that the angels are surrounding us and the angels are working it out. The angels are putting the bumper guards around us so that we might be ready to receive the more than enough. The women went with expectation. They did not show up empty-handed. They did not show up without a purpose or a cause. They came with the spices to prepare the body for burial because they could not do that over Passover. But but in that tradition, you didn't just put a body in a tomb. You didn't just put a body in the ground in the grave. You had to wrap it prepare it. You had to pray over it. (laughs) You had to give it back to God. You had to be prepared for what is to come. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why do you look for God when you've already figured it out? Why do we wait until it's a disaster to call on the name of Jesus? Why do we wait until we're on our last leg to say, Okay, God, if you got anything, now would be a great time. Why do we wait till we've lost our best friend or we've lost our job or we've lost our home or we've lost something really important to us to say, you know, pastor, could you pray with me? Why do we wait until it looks like all hope is lost to try to find the hope-bearer. Those angels said, he is not here, but he has risen. And it's really easy to miss this next part because even in my Bible, it's sort of like scrunched up in the margin. <laughs> it says, remember. Remember how he told you while well, he was still in Galilee. That the Son of Man must be handed over to the sinners and crucified and on the third day rise again. Sometimes it's hard to remember. Sometimes it's hard to remember who we are and whose we are. Sometimes it's hard to remember that it was God that blew the breath of life into us. And so God will continue to walk with us each and every day. Sometimes it's hard to remember that the resurrection is real and true and that it changes everything for all of us. Sometimes it's hard to remember that in the midst of all the life that's going on, that God is at work. Sometimes it's hard to remember that we are not God and that God is God all by God's self. Sometimes it's hard to remember that God is indeed a healer. Sometimes it's hard to remember that God is a provider. so Sometimes it's hard to remember that God is a lawyer in a courtroom. Sometimes it's hard to remember that God is
1: God.
0: When I have a hard time remembering, it seems like they show up. I was having a hard time remembering early this week, Wayne. And, you know, Holy Week is Super Bowl for pastors. And it's always something. And you pray, you pray, you pray. Please don't pile on anything else. Please don't pile on anything else. And it piles on. And I was laying in my bed, and I was feeling really overwhelmed. And I was like, Lord, how are we going to get through this? And then I heard the voice of my auntie. And I heard her saying, look where
1: he brought me from. Look where he brought me from. He brought me out of darkness into the marvelous light. Where he brought me from.
0: Then they remembered, and they went and told all the boys that were held up at home. You know, the ones who were supposed to be there. The ones who were supposed to get it. The ones whose job it was to understand what was happening, to understand the good news, to understand that it was resurrection day. And we finally understand that they was Mary, Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the same women who had gotten Jesus all the way from Galilee to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And when those that were supposed to be there finally got there, they didn't even believe them. But they looked in, and amazed at what they saw, they went home again. On this Easter Sunday, we have, what, we have a choice to make. Our choice to make is, are we going to be people who just settle? for what we can see, or are we going to be people who live in the more than enough that God gives us? Are we going to be people who just say, oh, that's a shame. Or are we going to be people who are actively working with God to make sure that everybody gets to receive this more than enough life? Are we going to be the people holed up and hiding and just waiting for the other shoe to drop? Or are we going to be the people showing up prepared and ready for what is to come? Who will you be? Do we believe the Lord or not? Can we remember who we are? or not. Can we live in the power that God gives us or not? Every day we have a choice. With every situation, we have an opportunity to choose God again and to choose the more then enough.
1: You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. you are alpha and omega we worship you our lord you